Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Juliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. And so today I'm going to talk about letting go of residue. Residue. What's residue? Residue is the small part that is left after the main part is removed. Have you noticed that throughout life there's residue everywhere? Cut a piece of cheese and so you get to eat the big piece of cheese but there's some residue left over. How many of you have noticed that? There's residue in so many things. And, and doctors have actually seen this as one of the most dangerous things to a patient's life. Some of you are sitting here and you have battled cancer. Some of you have had your cancer cut out. And then the doctor says, you know what, it's not over yet. But the cancer has been cut out. Yeah, but we've still got a concern. And what are we concerned about? Residual cells. There's a medical term given to it. Residual cells. And what are residual cells? Well, we've taken out all that we can see, but there are residual cells that we don't know if they're there. And under microscope and under tests, they then bombard your body to address the residual cells. Why is that? Because the doctor knows that sometimes it's not the cancer that will kill you, it's the residual cells that are left behind that kill you. And so here's the story, and I want to read the story today of Joseph, who had, I think if anybody had stuff happen to them that was bad, was Joseph. What happened to Joseph? Well, Joseph was living the best life. I mean, he was just the father's favorite son. Father bought him a coat of many colors. He was not only the favorite the favorite son of the father, but he had a great relationship with God. God would speak to him in visions and dreams. And then he would talk about the visions and dreams of what God was going to do in his life. He lived with joy. He lived with hope. He was intelligent. His life was full. His life was happy. But the only problem was that his brothers were jealous of him. His brothers hated him. They called him names. He comes the dreamer. Just, just nicknamed him uh, derogatory terms and put him down and and uh, then one particular day, his father sent him on an errand and the brothers saw him and uh, they beat him up. They beat him up. They threw him into a pit. They were going to kill him. One of the brothers says, come on, let's not kill him. Let's make some money out of him. And they sold him into slavery. H- how many of you know that, that when you wake up one day and you are totally separated from all that you love and all that you value and you... You're sold into slavery. You have chains. You're you're on this train taking you to a strange place as a slave that you have incredible opportunity to become bitter and twisted. Can anybody say amen to that? But you know what Joseph discovered? Joseph discovered that if he did that, then that pain would continue for the rest of his life. Pain is momentary. But you can allow it to continue for the rest of your life by hanging on to it. And so what happens is this, is that, is that we come to church and someone says, you got to forgive. 
And, and we read scriptures like Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. And Matthew chapter 6, 14 says, says uh, that you need to forgive others as God has forgiven you. And then verse 15 says, if you don't forgive others, your heavenly Father won't forgive you. And so we, we do whatever we need to do. Yeah, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. And so how many of you, how many of you know that, that, that it's not always easy to say I forgive, but you can cross that line and make the decision and you say I forgive, but what happens is that sometimes the residue remains. We take the big part, but the small part remains. And the small part is still the resentment. The small part is still the disappointment that every time you think about it, pain rises to the surface and it's a quick indicator that you might have dealt with the big part, but the residue is still there. So let's look at, let's look at this story of Joseph, end of, end of his father's life. So the brothers who had never dealt with residue, just constantly, nobody had taught them the, the importance of forgiveness and residue. They, they got to this point where now dad dies and they kind of felt dad was the barrier. Dad was going to stop my, my brother who's now in power. Joseph had now risen to power. He was sold into slavery, but because he'd done Pharaoh a great, a great service, Pharaoh made him the prime minister of Egypt and now he's all powerful. It's Pharaoh Joseph. I mean, he is probably the second most powerful man in the known world. Incredible power. And so, so, uh, so his brothers are now fearful that maybe the residue is still there and Joseph was just waiting for his day to take revenge. So let's read the story in Genesis chapter 50. Genesis, the last chapter of Genesis, verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us. And may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messages to Joseph saying, Hey Joseph, before your father died, he commanded saying, Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespasses of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And the Bible says, Joseph wept when they spoke to him. I, I was wondering, why, why did Joseph weep? Can I tell you what I think the answer to that question is? I think the answer to that question is that he was weeping for them. He was weeping that after all these years, they still didn't get forgiveness. After all these years, they were still holding on to resentment. And they thought because they were holding on to resentment, everybody else would do the same. It's amazing how we judge others connected to the way we feel about ourselves. Maybe, maybe you know what, if I, was in Joseph's, if I was in Joseph's position, now's the time that I would deal with him. And here's Joseph weeping, saying, why would you even think that? So let's move on. It goes in verse 18, Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. That word servants means slaves. They actually said, there's this connection, this juxtaposition between them selling him into slavery and them saying, okay, we are now happy to become your slaves. Anyway, that's another message in itself. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for I 
for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Isn't that amazing, John, that you picked that song today? And we've been singing it all morning. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. Such a powerful verse. Such a powerful verse. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. It's the turnaround verse. How many of you have encountered evil? How many of you have encountered stuff in your life that is just nothing else but evil? And here's the Bible saying, you know what? God can turn this around and bring good out of it. To bring about in this day to save many people. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Let me give you just very quickly three, three points on how Joseph dealt with residue. Three, three points. Number one, he understood the power of forgiveness. You've got to come to a place of understanding that forgiveness has many levels. And there's a superficial level and there's a deep level. So the brothers understood the superficiality of forgiveness, but not the depths of forgiveness. Because when you go deep, you address the residual cells. So forgiveness is taking the big part away. We've done that. But you've got to understand that forgiveness has another level, and that's addressing the residual cells. And so how do you know? Can I, can I tell you how you know? Is that as soon as you address the residual cells, you start to forget. How many times has someone said, yeah, I've forgiven, but I'll never forget? Well, by... I'm telling you, by you rehearsing that, you hang on to the residue. This is what I've discovered, that when true forgiveness comes, you start to forget. Why do you start to forget? Because you're not rehearsing it anymore. You're not replaying it in your mind anymore. It just starts to go. It starts to go and you start, start to forget. Yeah, I know something happened, but you know what? I've just chosen to forget. I've just cho- What? You can do that? By addressing forgiveness at that next level. you got to take it to the next level. Not superficial, but to the next level. And when you do that, your spirit becomes sweet. The cynicism comes out. I'll never trust anybody again. Oh, come on. Don't bind yourself up with those words. I'll never love anybody again. I'll never trust anybody again. I'll never speak to anybody again. You are just putting chains around yourself. And God wants to release you. Not everybody is going to behave like that person for the rest of your life. But by you building walls around yourself, you're literally separating yourself from people that want to do you good. Not everybody in this world is out to rip you off. And you know what? If I had a choice between being cynical or being ripped off, I'd rather be ripped off than live a cynical life. Why is that? Because you know what? There are people that will love and embrace and give to you. But cynicism literally builds walls between you and those who can love you. And the worst thing that can happen is you bring it into your marriage. You bring your cynicism into your marriage and you start building walls and reactionary feelings towards the very people that you love. And you wake up one day and you find yourself, man, those walls are just high and I'm alone. And the very people that I loved are no longer around me. Why is that? Because I pushed them away. Oh, man. 
was a young pastor in Lismore, a young pastor. And this guy came up to me. He says, John, my wife and kids have left me. And so I said, come, let's talk. Let's, let's do this journey. And so this is what I found out. This is what I found out. I found out that when he was six years of age, six years of age, his parents took him and his siblings to the pub, bought some fish and chips, sat them on the gutter in front of the pub while they went into the pub, gave them fish and chips to eat and said, wait here until we come back. And so the kids were waiting. 11 o'clock at night, the police arrived and said to the kids, what are you doing? And they said, we're waiting for mum and dad to come out of the pub. The police said, the pub is closed. There's no one there. And what they discovered was that mum and dad had abandoned them and they went to an orphanage for the rest of their life. And this was his programming. If your parents are going to abandon you, what hope do you have? So now he's, he's graduated from university, became a teacher, smart guy, meets this beautiful blonde Christian lady, has a beautiful marriage, two of the sweetest little girls you can ever do, but he's still controlled with this program. If your own mother and father abandon you, what hope you have? And so he built this cynicism in these walls. And then one day, the very thing that he feared came upon him because he couldn't deal with the residue. And you know what? That's not how the story ends. The story ends where we're able to address the residue and take him through a whole line of healing with enormous tears, enormous brokenness, enormous forgiveness. And then we were able to see him and his wife restored and the marriage restored and the family restored and the whole thing restored. Come on. Come on. This is one of the joys of being a pastor where you see people's lives restored. You see, you see love come back in. All the stuff that blocks it being removed and people coming into the fullness of life that Jesus has. Oh. Second point. You've got to not only understand the power of forgiveness, but also, number two, see things from a God perspective. You, you know, our, our perspective is so limited. We see in part, we know in part, but God sees it from a totally different perspective. And here's Joseph applying what I call the God filter to his whole life. And so, so he, what he'd rehearsed, was not the pain and the evil that his brothers did. What he rehearsed is, you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. You meant it for evil. But see, the problem is with some of you is that you stop at you meant it for evil, full stop, and that's the end of the story. You meant it for evil, you meant it for evil, and boy, oh boy, are you going to cop it from me. You meant it from evil, and if I get a chance to get back, if I get a chance for, oh, the Italians are very much like that, you know. Uh, you know, they just say revenge is sweet. So you just wait for it because it'll come one day. And so I'm telling you, it's a generational sin. It's a generational thing that I had to address and break in my life so that I don't live life like that, waiting for the day of revenge, waiting for the day. And sometimes you can even say, well, well you know, God's going to punish everybody and, and live in the hope that God's going to punish everybody rather than living in the understanding. We just hand it over to God. It's not my business. It's God's business rather than relishing in the fact God's going to get him. 
Why would you relish in that? Just hand it over to God and say, it's God's business, not my business. What God does is what God does. And here's Joseph saying, you know what? God actually used what you did for my benefit. I tell you, it's a powerful thing when you understand that no matter what comes your way, God can turn it around and bring good at it. Whatever's happened to you, I can't change. But God will turn it around and bring good out of it. There's two fix-it-all verses in the Bible. It's called the fix-it-all-up verse. Romans 8.28. That's the fix-it-all verse. What's Romans 8.28 say? Who can quote it? Good on your dad. I love that. And I called according to his purpose. It fixes everything up. That's what we know, that God's going to turn everything around. Turn everything around. And the other fix-it-all verse is this verse here in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. You meant it for good. You meant it for evil. God will turn it around and bring good out of it. You've got to apply that filter to every single one of your pain. You've got to apply it. You got, if you apply it, it'll deal with the residue. If you don't apply it, the residue remains because you're still living in the day of vengeance. You're still living in the day of revenge. You're still living in the day where you're just hoping. You are just hoping. You're just hoping. You know one of the tests for me? Someone, someone really betrayed betrayed me deeply. You can come up, Liz, and just plan just about finished. Really, really betrayed me, ripped my heart out. I mean, I look at all my ministry. And I heard and I heard the other day that that he had a child that was born profoundly deaf. Here's the test. Do I rejoice in that or do I feel grief over that? Because if you're a vindictive, you know, I ah, see that serves him right. You know, God's punishing him. Well, you know what? That little girl has got absolutely nothing to do with what he did. She's innocent of all this. And I feel pain and sorrow for the fact that she's born profoundly deaf. It's a test. It's a test to see, do you have any residue? Do you have any residue? Because that residue is going to damage you. And uh, you put the God filter on it. I don't understand it fully, but I just know that God's going to turn good on it. And the last thing that I want to say is this. This is the hardest one. You want to get rid of the residue? This is, so what, what do you do? Number one, understand the power of forgiving completely. Number two, put that God perspective on it, that God filter on it. And number three, here it is. Are you ready for this? Replace the hurt with positive actions. Oh, my goodness. What did Joseph do? He says, man, what you did was evil, but God turned it for good. But let's, let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. I don't want you to be afraid because I'm going to provide for you. But not only for you, I'm going to provide for your little ones. And not only will I provide for you, I'm going to comfort you right now in your grief, in your sorrow, I'm going to, in your fear, in all of your negative emotions, I'm going to be the one to reach out to you and comfort you. And he spoke kindly to him. Where, 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 where does that come from? i tell you where that comes from. It's only out of relationship with God that we can become like God because that's the God who I serve, this God of comfort, this God of peace, this God that just wants to reach out and not smash you apart but build you up. That's how I want to live my life. This is Joseph just embracing the very people that had 
put so much pain into his life. He comes to the end of his journey. He's looking at his pain. And you know what's coming out of his pain? Just honey, just sweetness, just beauty, beauty, beauty. I'm going to finish right now. I wish I could speak for another hour, but I don't have another hour. But I just want to speak to you because I'm looking around and I don't see one person in this building that's not had pain. I don't see one person in this building that's not been betrayed. I'm not, I, don't, I don't see anyone here that's not been ripped off or hurt or had someone say something bad to them or done something bad to them. But you've got a decision right now whether you're going to hold on to that pain. And some of you said, you know, no, I remember distinctly letting it go. Okay, number two, you have to determine today whether there's still any residue left. And you say, how do you know if there's any residue left? Because you're still walking away from it. You're still not embracing it. You're still, you know, making excuses for it. You still don't want to talk about it. You still, you still feel anxious about it. You still, there's something negative. There's still some toxic waste left there because there's no sweetness. There's not the sweetness of Joseph where he was able to say, no, I can do good to these people that have done me bad. There's no sign of toxic waste whatsoever. What's there is just honey, is just sweetness. And we've got to get to that point where we say, Lord, I want the new thing. But if there's any residue left, I want you to deal with it. Come on, put your hand on your heart. Close your eyes. Can we make this a real personal time? Forget about the person next to you. Forget about the person in front of you. Just shut your eyes. And I want you to ask the Lord this question. Lord, is there any residue is there, is there any undealt with stuff in my life that I'm still hanging on to? Because sometimes it might be with God. Sometimes it's disappointment with God. Matter of fact, we're, we're offended by God because God didn't answer a prayer. God didn't do something that, that we thought that he needed to do. And so we've got this not only, not only offense with people, but offense with God. And, and it just damages us. It just keeps damaging keeps impacting and it's just time to let it go it's time today to let it go I just need for you right now to see yourself walking to the cross just want you to close your eyes and I want you to see yourself walking to the cross and when you get to the cross I want you to reach into your heart and just pull out every residue every pain every hurt and put it at the foot of the cross just put it there every disappointment everything that's damaged you just put it at the foot of the cross put it at the feet of Jesus and say Jesus I'm giving it to you I'm giving it to you I'm giving it to you I want to walk away from that. I don't want this thing to be damaging me anymore I want to walk away from this situation sweet having forgiven, having released all the residue. Now just apply your power to my pain. Apply God's power to my hurt that today I can walk away from it just totally released in the mighty name of Jesus. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.